Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. And, you know, look, it's raining outside. Boy, I haven't seen that in quite some time. So that's always can be an answer to prayer. And I know that uh, with the temperatures high in all of Texas, if you will, if not other parts of the country, it's always a welcome sight. But, you know, this is not a show about the weather. We talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as it relates to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And we're excited that for over four years now, we've had this weekly radio show running, and we've now been incorporating it on Facebook, which gives us another opportunity to reach more people for the work that we're doing. And sometimes you may not uh, be in your car listening to the radio as much as others. And so we're doing this by Facebook Live today. And I'm excited about we're having that opportunity to do things that way today because we've got a great guest today. And look, there's a lot to talk about on the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas and as it relates to Texas. And we'll get into a little bit of that detail. We'll talk about the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum coming up soon in, a, in, in less than two weeks, if you will. Two weeks from today, as a matter of fact. And we'll be talking about that and some of the folks that are going to be a part of that event. We'll be talking about a lawsuit that we filed against the city of Austin uh, because of their use of funding, taxpayer funding for abortion services. A lot to catch up on on that, what's going on in public schools and some of the work that we're doing. But the real reason we want you to follow along with us today and if you're on Facebook, share this post, like it, put it into groups, let your friends know about it. And a big reason why is because we've got a great guest today. Abby Johnson is our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Let me tell you a little bit about Abby Johnson. Many of you know her because you're involved in the pro-life movement, but many people may not realize, or maybe that is uh, one of the reasons that you're aware of some of her work. At one time, she operated really what's considered the most successful, if you will, a Planned Parenthood clinic, not only in Texas, but throughout the country. And through prayer, through time and effort, and through a change of heart, and really what I think some people might describe it as a miracle, but a wonderful thing happened where she decided that she could no longer be a part of that movement and that effort, and she became pro-life. And then in addition to that, she became, uh, developed her own ministry working on these issues. And you probably saw her the past couple of weeks because she gave a great speech at the Republican National Convention. Abby, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you for having me on. Well, look, you have your audience uh, of your own. And not only, the, you know, a lot of people saw you the past couple of weeks, but a lot, you know, one of the reasons why I would imagine that you were invited to be at the RNC and, and give a great speech was, you know, your life story. But a lot of that came together last year in a wonderful movie that was based on a book called Unplanned. But I want to take it back just a little bit further because, and look, I know a lot of people know about you. Your, your social media presence has grown and all that. But there may be a lot of people out there that are still finding out about you for the first time. And so I want to take it back a little bit because I know a lot of it has to do with the state of Texas. Um, tell us just a little bit about your your background, your upbringing, if you will, your connection to Texas, and then really how you found yourself involved in the uh, Planned Parenthood effort before becoming pro-life. Sure. I mean, I I was born in Texas, and then when I was a little baby, uh, we moved to Louisiana. I spent first uh, sort of my upbringing there in Louisiana, moved back to Texas, went, went to high school, finished high school in Texas, uh, grew up in Rockdale, or graduated from Rockdale, and then uh, went to Texas A&M. And that was when I was first introduced to Planned Parenthood. I grew up in a Christian home, grew up in a pro-life home, but we were not a family who sat around the dinner table and talked about abortion. You know, it was a, it was just a different time. I mean, the late 70s, early 80s, you know, abortion wasn't really 
and it wasn't really talked about in in the media like it is today nobody was standing up on a podium shouting their abortion you know it was abortion was it was more private it was a taboo sort of thing you just didn't talk about it people had filters back then right uh, not everything was on public display for everybody to talk about and so my parents were just you know they were pro-life but they weren't activists in any way shape or form and so I went to college met a woman with Planned Parenthood she started giving me all of their talking points about keeping abortion safe legal and rare trying to help women in crisis um, all that sounded good to me. And, and because I, I didn't really, you know, grow up with a strong foundation in the why, like, why are we pro-life? You know, what about the baby? All of the talking points, like, you know, I didn't really understand. I was very easily swayed by the things that she was saying. They made sense to me. And so I, I got involved as a volunteer, graduated from college. They hired me full time. I went on to become the director of that facility. I ran a very successful uh, facility, was the employee of the year for Planned Parenthood, worked public policy for Planned Parenthood for a while, you know, was, was pretty high up within the organization. And then eventually, though, left in 2009. After several things had happened, being pushed an abortion quota, um, being told that we had to double the amount of abortions that we had to sell to patients, which was troubling to me. Um, you know, we'd always been telling people that, you know, it was all about safe, legal and rare. So why, why the abortion quota? Why were we having to double it? But ultimately left after witnessing a live ultrasound guided abortion procedure where I, I witnessed um, a 13 week old baby fight and struggle for his life against the abortion instruments. And I knew then that there was life in the womb, there was humanity in the womb. And I knew that if those two things were true, then I was on the wrong side of this, this debate. Well, look, uh, you know, many people may have met you for the first time with your speech a couple of weeks ago at the Republican National Convention at last week, as a matter of fact, it told a little bit of this story and it was just extraordinary. And so look, I mean, the movie last year, a movie was made about you, if people aren't aware of that, called Unplanned, based on a book about your life and this experience, was, which was remarkable. One of the most successful independent movies, if you will, and certainly of any movie that featured so in just detail issues related to uh, abortion and the pro-life movement, if you will. It, it was extraordinary. I've seen it. It's, um, you know, and I've been involved in these issues for decades. And, uh, you know, look, it, it still strikes me. I mean, I, I watched the movie and just, you know, it, it was hard to not get emotional and, and be moved by that, even though I've heard about it. You and I have spent time together and done work together and been around each other. Uh, it's done so well. And, you know, in, in last week's speech, um, so for people that don't know, you gave an incredible speech at the Republican National Convention uh, and really talking about these issues, talking about pro-life issues in such detail. Uh, we're talking with Abby Johnson, who leads a ministry called And Then There Were None, but was a former Planned Parenthood clinic director, now pro-life advocate. Abby, you know, I, I was watching your speech and, you, you know, people inevitably want to immediately discredit it because I don't know, and, and you know, we're probably close to the same age. Um, I've been around this movement for a long time since maybe going back in high school. I haven't seen everything, but I've seen a lot. It might have been. It, um, it's possible one of the most important, if not the most important, speeches, historic speeches, certainly significant speeches on the pro-life issue ever, certainly 
within the past 10, 15, if not 20 years. And so those details are difficult, I think, for some people to hear. But here you are. This isn't what you've been told secondhand. This is an actual experience that you witnessed. And now you're able to tell people from inside that room, which is usually we don't hear about. And it's hard, even though people want to dispute it and discount it, you're the firsthand source. And that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, what was interesting was that I, I as soon as I accepted the invitation to to speak at the RNC, we my my family and I, I mean, we started praying, uh, uh, you know, immediately because we thought, okay, you know, the attacks are coming, right? I mean, this is because I thought, okay, I've got five minutes. I have I have five minutes to give a an impactful speech i i felt this this really heavy burden honestly because they they could have asked there are so many amazing pro-life speakers in in this movement and they could have asked hundreds of other people but they asked me and and when they asked me and i started working with the campaign um i knew immediately what i wanted and i and i said to them can i be graphic and they said, yes, that's why we ask you. And I knew, you know, one of the reasons that they asked me was because, you know, there are a lot of people that can go up there and, and give a great speech and talk about how much we love life and we love the unborn and we love women. And, you know, they can challenge people to, to get out and, and be pro-life, right? Um, but there are not very many people that can get up there and give this lived experience, this lived testimony, and to give this graphic description of abortion in the way that I have seen it. And so when, when they asked me, I knew immediately, like, that's what I have to tell. That's what I have to tell, because I don't know that there's going to be another opportunity on primetime television to give some sort of justice to these unborn children who are being torn apart in their mother's wombs in this way ever again. And I thought their stories have to be told in this way. And it's going to be graphic and it's going to be hard to listen to and people are going to tear me apart for it and they're going to try to discredit me and they're going to start going through every tweet and every video and everything I've ever done and they're going to try to make me look stupid and and whatever and they're going to you know take everything I've ever said out of context whatever they're going to attack me and that's okay like I'll take it I can I can take it I can handle that because some sort of justice has to be given for these unborn children. And I have to tell you, I, the next morning I woke up with just, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of messages. And so many were from people telling me, I listened to your speech. I've always been pro-choice. I've never known what's actually happened in an abortion. And now I'm pro-life. Wow. And that, that alone that's worth every attack. It's worth, you know, every ugly word that's being like shouted against me. It's worth everything because that's the whole purpose of why we do what we do is conversion because when conversion takes place, lives are saved and that that's why we do it. Well, look, and we're talking with Abby Johnson, 
pro-life speaker. She leads a ministry called And Then There Were None. She gave a speech at the Republican National Convention last week. There was a movie made about her conversion to the pro-life movement called Unplanned. We've got about seven, eight minutes left with Abby. You need to share this on Facebook so the rest of your friends can find out about this. This is how we get people educated. Abby, you know, look, you're absolutely right. I mean, and this is what a lot of people don't understand when we get into some of these details about the abortion procedure and, and maybe, so, you know, personal experiences with it is that that's where conversion happens because a lot of people are not aware of that. You and I have been involved in these efforts for a long time. And sometimes, and I'll just speak for myself, sometimes I can forget or you can be in this sort of bubble and you're like, surely people know what the abortion yeah. procedure at this point and many of them simply do not. I mean, it's not information that ever comes across them. They don't have, you know, the books on their shelves like you and I have and others that talk about, I mean, they're not just, you know, really right in the middle of this on a daily basis like you and I are and others. And so um, it, it's striking, but it's true that people don't have this information. And I was so excited that you really seize that opportunity and, and were able to do that because it may be, the only time. And it's interesting, right? You were talking about, you know, the, the exposure of it. And so I have some teenagers in my home and, uh, and I was thinking about, I wanted them to watch the speech and, and so on because we knew, knew it was coming up and I know they don't watch cable TV and regular TV. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is on YouTube. This is on, I don't remember how many platforms it was being covered on for the three or four days. And so, uh, and that's why, you know, I think a lot of people are thinking about your speech and in the moment of it, the potential of how many people it reached because a lot of times these speeches were just on cable news, maybe on, on your major networks, but they weren't on social media. They weren't on apps. Um, there were so many platforms, if you will, or opportunities for people to see it. And so what an extraordinary opportunity for people to reach it. And, and I just look, so um, I texted that to, uh, to one of the kids and I was like, Oh, check this app or whatever. And I was, I think I was watching it on YouTube, but when you said the line, did you know that abortion had a smell? I've been around a long time. I have never heard that. And it was striking. Yeah. It was without a doubt, the only person or the only way someone knows that is if they have seen it and experienced it. Absolutely incredible when you said that. You know, that really struck people. Um, and that actually, Jonathan, that was, <laughs> that was completely ad lib. So, I, you know, I had my, you had to write your speech out, right? And it had to be under a certain number of words and all this kind of stuff. And it was on a teleprompter, which I never, I've, I mean, I can count on one hand the times I've actually had to read a speech like that um, or where I've had to write a speech out. And so it's very foreign to me, but, you know, I had to do it. And so I wrote it out and they had it on a teleprompter and I'm reading it off this thing. And so I, 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 you know, I say that, you know, I've, I've smelled abortion. And then I just think to myself, I bet people don't even know that, you know? And so I just, I, I just sort of said that off the cuff, like, did you know abortion had a smell, you know? And oh. that, that, what, that's actually what I think resonated with most people because people were like, no, I didn't know. They no. just never even thought about that. Um, and it got that really struck a nerve with the pro-choice crowd as well. Um, there were so many articles. I mean, Cosmopolitan wrote an article about it. I mean, people were mad that I even brought that up. I mean, it really angered people who had had abortions that are trying to justify their abortion. Um, 
so it, it's interesting um anything to deny the barbarity of what abortion is um and and it's just something that i think people have never thought about and now they're having to think about it and so it it infuriated people well in a lot of ways we're talking with abby johnson pro-life speaker, pro-life advocate. She gave an incredible historic speech at the Republican National Convention last week. And she'll be one of the guests, uh, featured special guests at the Texas Values Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum in a couple of weeks. That's September 18th and 19th. You can go to txvalues.org. You can buy your tickets today. This event's going to sell out. There's no question. And you'll be able to see Abby Johnson in person. We do have a live stream option, but uh, you don't want to miss this opportunity to see and be up close with Abby in person. Abby, you know, gosh, when, when you said it, I had never heard that kind of phrase or thought, does abortion have a smell? You were talking about this earlier about leading people out of the pro-life movement in those conversions. And, you know, it, it is graphic, you know, to, to some extent, it's hard for any of us to talk about it, even those of us that are pro-life, if you will, and so on. I mean, we don't enjoy talking about those details, but to not talk about them is to deny the humanity. And it's so graphic. And so disturbing that sometimes that's the only thing that allows people to, to really think deeper about, should we be doing this? You know, and, and so yeah. you're in, in many ways, helping lead people out of that movement, talk to us about your ministry. And then there were none, because not only were you in the Planned Parenthood clinic, you were the director, you left the movement, you became pro-life, you, you know, th there's this movie, there's all these things. But really, I think, you know, one of the, I, I don't want to put them in tears here, but the, what's really important too is what you're doing with your own ministry on a daily basis. Tell us about that. Yeah. So in 2012, um, in 2012, I started a ministry called, and then there were none. And our goal is to get abortion clinic workers out of the industry. And, and yeah, we want to get them into a new job, you know, a, a job with purpose and a, a job that's um, life sustaining, uh, not life draining. Um, but uh, the, really, the, the, the whole purpose is to get them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, um, and so far, uh, we've been at this now for eight years, and uh, we have helped 600 abortion clinic workers um, leave their job and find hope and healing oh. in, in Christ. And um, we have helped uh, seven full-time abortion doctors actually do the same. And uh, because of that, because of the work um, that, that these, these workers have done, we've also um, helped to shut down 21 abortion facilities. So it's, it's been just fantastic. I mean, you know, these workers, they have, they have information about these clinics. So a lot of times part of their healing is coming forward with that information. And, uh, you know, they, they want to close down their clinic. They want to um, come forward with that information and talk to different authorities. Um, and so we can help facilitate that process. And, and so we've been able to um, close down many clinics because of that. And so it's been really beautiful. I mean, lives are restored, lives are saved. Um, and, you know, that's, that's it. It's about conversion. So, and that's what we're seeing. And, and, and no small conversion, right? I mean, that's, no. think about leaving an industry like that and 
then where do you go? You know, I mean, and that's been your family, if you will, or people you interact with. And now you're going to the other side, so to speak. We're talking with Abby Johnson, pro-life speaker. She gave an incredible speech at the Republican National Convention last week. There's been a movie written about her conversion from the Planned Parenthood pro-abortion side, if you will, to becoming pro-life. Abby, women, and and not just women, but their families and and so on, they got to have somewhere to go if they leave that movement. And so it's it's great that you kind of have this holistic approach to that, not only getting to to see the truth about the uh, abortion and the abortion industry, but then for for them to have a place and sort of a family and a support network to go to. It sounds like that's a big part of what you do as well. Yeah. I mean, people are like, well, why can't they just leave their job? It's just a job. But, you know, it's not just a job. Leaving... Working the abortion clinic, I mean, you're you're fleeing evil. It's not like just leaving your job at McDonald's or leaving your job in the insurance company in an insurance company. I mean, this is there is a there is a battle for your soul. There is a spiritual battle that is taking place when you look evil in the face and you flee from it. And so there needs to be a support system surrounding you when you are when you are leaving that industry. And so we provide really a comprehensive, holistic approach surrounding these men and women with support. So we have licensed Christian counselors that that provide support for them. There's obviously a lot of emotional trauma um, that they're dealing with whenever they leave. And so we're, we're able to help with that. We provide um, financial transitional help for them while they're leaving their job and transitioning to the next. We don't ever want someone to say, well, you know, I would leave now, but I don't have another job. So I've got to wait until I have another job. No. When you recognize that you're working in evil, you flee from it immediately. Right. And we'll help pick up the slack. We'll be that safety net until you get another job. So we provide that we provide all expenses paid healing retreats, um, for these men, men and women to attend. So similar to like a post-abortion healing retreat, but this is, this is just for abortion clinic workers. Um, we have a before I forget the website for your ministry so people can find out and get yeah yeah abortionworker.com and it lists everything that we provide for these workers it's it's really intense it's really comprehensive and we have stories on there that they can read from these workers it's phenomenal work i want to mention too before we run out of time i mentioned this earlier you're going to be one of the featured speakers at the texas values faith family and freedom forum and i think we've got a graphic we're going to do is try to do a screen share here if we can put that up um, so people can see that event, but it's at txvalues.org. It's right there on our homepage that September 18th and 19th. It's a two-day event. It's only $35 to the, uh, attend the events. Two days, you get over 30 speakers. Matthew West, contemporary Christian singer, is going to be one of our guests, and that includes lunch, plenty of snacks. It's going to be at a great venue here in Central Texas, txvalues.org, to get your ticket. Um, and Abby, you're going to be one of our featured speakers we're excited about that. And I, and I imagine Abby's going to have a little bit more to say about her ministry, about her experience, her conversion, and a little bit about, you know, some of those success and life stories that you're talking about since your RNC speech. It's no exaggeration when you talk about that and say, you know, lives are being saved because of your message. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just exciting. I mean, conversions are happening, lives are being saved, and that's really the goal of the pro-life movement. So it's exciting to see. Well, we've been thankful to have you as a guest today. We know you're doing work that's saving lives, but we know you're going to constantly come attack as you were last week. And, and I love how you just kind of pushed all that inside and said, look, say whatever you want. I'm given this speech. And you did it. And it was 
fantastic. It was extraordinary. And so we consider it a blessing to continue to interact with you, to do work with you, and to, to in a small part, be a part of what you're doing and getting your message out. Abby Johnson, pro-life speaker, pro-life advocate, pro-life hero, has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Abby. Thank you so much. And thanks for all the work you guys are doing. You bet. Well, we're going to let Abby peel off. I've got about a minute left here, and I'm just going to do some wrap-up for y'all. Um, as you heard me mention, the Texas Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum coming up. It is uh, on September 18th and 19th. We still have tickets available on these, um, you know, for our event. We want to make sure that you can get plugged in and you can be a part of this incredible uh, two-day event. And, you know, look, uh, 30 speakers, we got Attorney General Ken Paxton, we've got Abby Johnson, Matthew West, contemporary Christian singer, wonderful music that he puts together. You're going to be up close and personal with him. Senator Donna Campbell, um, Ryan Anderson from the Heritage Foundation, um, State Representative Mays Middleton, Texas Supreme Court Justice John Devine, Matt Schaefer, Representative Tom Oliverson, Connie Burton, uh, Rick Green from Patriot Academy, Pastors Danny Forshee. Uh, we've got a guy coming who lived as a transgender, was a biological man, lived as a woman for a long time, and then left that life and said, you know, this is not healthy. This isn't good for people. He's going to tell you about living through that experience. And so uh, Kevin Roberts from TPPF, so many others. Go to txvalues.org and get your tickets. This event will sell out. Portions of it have already sold out um, some, some special items that we have related in packages but the general tickets and live stream are still still available. Look, tell this to your friends. This doesn't just have to be people in Texas. You want to know what's happening on faith, family, and freedom? This is the event. This is the venue where you're going to get the best information. TXValues.org to get those tickets. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.